0: Hi everyone, this is BTN Editorial Director Elizabeth West, and you're listening to BTN's new podcast, The Biz at BTN. We're starting this podcast series with a number of key thinkers and doers, all of whom are influencing and changing the industry. Today we're joined by Air France KLM Vice President of Distribution, Emmanuel Guillem, who was named among BTN's 25 most influential people in business travel for 2020? Emmanuel, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you. Hi, everybody. I'm glad to talk to you today.
0: Excellent. So, um, where are you located today? Are you in Paris or where exactly are you?
1: I live near Paris, not far from Roissy Charles Gault, uh, Air France uh, KLM headquarters. Uh, working from home uh, since already several months.
0: Yes. And how are things there with the COVID-19 epidemic? And how are you doing?
1: Well, uh, personally, I'm doing fine. Um, of course, not easy, but I, I assume the same for everybody. Uh, of course, we are, I would say, the I think, one of the worst eat industry. Uh, we are definitely... <laughs> in a situation that is for sure not easy. Uh, But the strange thing is that as far as distribution is concerned, uh, a lot is happening and uh, I'm very busy with my team and my colleagues uh, working (laughs) uh, all days uh, on many, many uh, hot topics. Uh, Of course, the main one being NDC. So it's, it's a strange situation where planes are, Of course, uh, not flying uh, as much as before, but we have a lot of uh, work on our plate uh, as far as distribution is concerned. So it's a bit of of a weird situation, but it's good because I think we are building the future.
0: Very good. And I have noticed this past week there's been many, many um, announcements uh, here in the States about progress with NDC. And so it is apparent to me that Uh, during this downtime, there is a focus on NDC. And I'm going to get to a couple of questions about that a little bit later as to why um, there is somewhat of an aggressive focus on that right now. Um, But uh, just one other quick question for you. Have you been on any flights since last March? And if so, how did you find them?
1: Yes, I was really glad to fly again um, by the end of the year. To visit some friends in the south of France and that was really great. Uh, I think it makes you feel how you're missing that. Uh, And uh, yeah, I think it's the same for all of us. Um, I think there is a a basic need to meet your friends, relatives, uh, fly again. Uh, So yeah, I'm sure that, I hope uh, that as soon as the I would say the sanitary situation, the borders would be reopened. We will fly again.
0: ETN recognized you in 2020 for distribution and innovation with new distribution capabilities. Um, before we jump into the maybe details of that specific innovation, I hoped we might talk about NDC in more general terms. Um, in terms of what Air France, KLM's goals are with NDC and why those can't be achieved through traditional global distribution channels that we have used in the managed travel industry through agencies um, more traditionally. What are you trying to accomplish that that you can't through those channels?
1: Of course, I think it's it's a very important question, maybe the most important one. in I would say in the old world, uh, I like calling it like that. So, the, the let's say the, the the legacy process we have with the GDS. Uh, us airlines, we, we are in a way disconnected uh, from the customers because uh, when a customer um, is asking for travel to his travel agency, we don't get that request. The request goes from the travel agency to the GDS and uh, we are blind. So we don't see the travel demand and we are not able to to create an offer, to provide an offer that would fit the customer need. So that's why NDC is so important because in the NDC process the request comes to us, uh, whether it is via an aggregator or directly if we have a direct connect with the agent but we get the travel requests so we have uh, a good view on the travel demands and we send back offers to the travel agency customer and we can customize those offers. So that's really, uh, for me, uh, a huge change, a huge opportunity for airlines and for customers to, yeah, to uh, better fit uh, the needs of the, of the customers. So that's why it's so important. It's not... Definitely not a simple uh, standard, it's, it's a way of uh, changing the relationship and I think it's also key for a travel agency because it's, uh, I would say, this, this process we were having already in our direct sales, but now we will, we will be able to uh, manage it in the same way uh, with the travel agency customers without bypassing any travel agency, on the contrary, I really think it's added value for their customers. And we recognize that and we invest in it.
0: Very good. Um, There has been more movement on NDC in the European market, first with Lufthansa in 2015, but also with British Airways, and and Air france klm followed quickly thereafter. And, and all of those first moves with NDC had an associated surcharge and, and, you know, I don't know if I would say it's a hefty surcharge, but in the in the 20 U.S. dollar range around that um, for any fares that were booked through through those GDS channels. And I, and I want to get back to that in just a moment, but I want to set that um, that background. For now, I'm wondering what the circumstances are in Europe, what are the industry dynamics in Europe that caused the first NDC traction to take hold in the market, and was there something unique driving that? As I said, I'm I'm hearing a lot of NDC um, announcements here in the States now, but this happened earlier in Europe. Why is that?
1: Yeah, I think indeed uh, the European landscape is a bit more, I would say, uh, was was really the first. We were the first to 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 think about uh, changing uh, the way we want to distribute. I think the main reason is that maybe um, we have a, a huge pressure on our costs with uh, some big low-cost companies uh, such as Ryanair, EasyJet. Uh, who definitely invested in direct sales and we are not relying at all on the travel agencies and the GDS. Um, I think as well that in the US, uh, there is a huge domestic market with a big share of direct sales. So maybe uh, US airlines have less need uh, to uh, change uh, the way they distribute, less pressure on their distribution costs. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that the landscape is really different uh, from a cost perspective and a competition perspective, um, and that's why I think the uh, European carriers decided to yeah to um, to change the situation and to uh, get out as uh, of their full content agreement, which we indeed did as soon as we could. Uh, uh, to get what we call our distribution freedom. We don't want to be binded by any constraints. Uh, if we want to favor our websites, uh, uh, we should be able to do it. Uh, we have to compete with uh, low-cost carriers. That's very, very key for us to be competitive. And I think it's, it's, yeah, one of the main reasons why this happened in, in Europe. But I can see that this is now everywhere in the world, huh? you have seen that uh, some uh, other carriers have just announced uh, the implementation of the GDS okay. surcharge. yeah uh, that So, um, yeah, uh, we think that in the end, it it will it will be everywhere.
0: Yeah, I do too. Um, it's interesting. I think in the U.S. market, that pressure from low-cost carriers kind of originally um, sort of uh, emerged uh, the the legacy airlines. It came through with the basic fares, and uh, and it was a different uh, strategy than uh, changing the distribution model. Although I think that that um, is certainly coming around, and we've been talking about it for a long time. But I do see more um, activity in that space uh, in the states as well. Um, and so the reason I bring that up is because I think that many. Uh, many airlines uh, and certainly the GDSs are going to be watching the new model that Air France KLM um, forged with Amadeus. And um, it's quite interesting that uh, agencies will be needing to negotiate a contract with Air France KLM and another contract with uh, Amadeus. What was the inspiration behind this, um, this change This you're the first airline to take this action and to go this direction? Um, what, what are you looking to accomplish with it?
1: I think once again, once again we want to have more freedom and to control uh, our distribution. And we consider our content uh, is ours. Doesn't belong to anyone else. Uh, It's a key asset. uh, And we have to discuss directly with the agent uh, and not delegate this to intermediaries. It would make no sense uh, uh, to do that. Uh, So, yeah. uh, And on top of it, uh, I think it's. It's a new way uh, and a new relationship with the agents. Not only discussing the the, the, the incentive contract with the agents, but as well the the, the uh, a wider uh, scope uh, discussing with your best partners. So it's it's really taking uh, control back on your distribution yeah. and considering the intermediaries as technology intermediaries, uh, but. Nothing else.
0: Right. And this is really what I find so interesting about what you've done is that every time I've spoken in the past with innovators who are focused on NDC, they've always positioned their work as an effort to um, redistribute value across um, the distribution chain. And so by working directly with those agencies, and then making this sort of triangular relationship with the uh, distribution channel, you really force the agency to evaluate what is valuable to them and to think of the entire scope of this relationship all at once, but to have to negotiate it separately. And I do think that's kind of brilliant. Is, Is that... Um, was it that redistribution of the value chain uh, that you were really looking for?
1: Yes, of course. It's it's a key element in I think in what all European airlines were th- seeking for. Uh, we think that the value chain was really unbalanced. Uh, it makes no sense for an airline to pay very high prices to the to a GDS, and then that your money is redistributed to agents for. GDS market share purpose for me it makes really no sense for an airline and and the the, the money is not used in the in the in, in the right way and I fully agree with you in the end uh, travel agencies have to uh, have their own value I'm really convinced of that they are they, they play a great role for their customers they provide services uh, and I'm sure they can uh, get their own value. They can get money from that. They shouldn't get money from uh, uh, GDSs uh, intermediaries. That that makes no. That fight for their market share. It, it's not uh, the way it should work. Uh, and the value chain should be indeed rebalanced. Uh, yeah. And I think it's what's behind. I, there are two sides of the equation with with NDC. Uh, rebalancing the value chain, the money flows, and indeed, uh, uh, being able to to fit the customer needs. That's really the, the two uh, key elements.
0: Yes, and I actually want to focus exactly on that when I ask my next question, which is, how do you think a change like the one that you're bringing to the market with Amadeus will affect the corporate customer. And I wanted to ask it on exactly those two levels. Obviously, it gives access to the product and personalization or customization, however you want to put it, um, for the traveler or for the corporate. But then on the cost level, um, it it changes how the TMCs and the uh, intermediary and the airline have to sort of design their commercial model. So, So how do you think those two Changes will actually impact the corporate customer, kind of taking taking the the distribution channel out of it, but to get to that traveler, well, will they be paying more? Will they get more? What what is it? What does it look like for them?
1: Well, first, I think they will get uh, better products. Uh, uh, once again, coming to the first explanation I give to you, if we know better what are their requests, we can customize better to, to their needs. And I think it's the main interest that corporate customers see in, in NDC. Uh, they want corporate bundles. They they want uh, all kinds of products that can better fit their needs. So that's, that's really key. Uh, then... I think it's up to them to decide the, the way they want to buy. I, I don't have to interfere in their relationship with their TMC. Uh, we indeed make the choice to invest and to complete our uh, distribution NDC distribution network with Amelius, because we think that uh, uh, yeah, most corporates, they buy via TMCs, via travel agencies, and those TMCs, they have complex processes and we feel that um uh, amadeus is, is 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 a provider that will help in managing all those complex processes and that's a, a very important element uh to foster ndc for the for the corporate distribution that that's not an easy uh, an easy walk in the park it, it will uh, it's a huge transformation also impacting uh the online processes with the sbt i think that in 2021 this Uh, A lot has to be done. Uh, We know that uh, GDSs are working and prepare for being NDC aggregators. Uh, That's really, I I think, uh, uh, something that will happen. Uh, They they work on it. Uh, We need SBTs to be ready. I think TMCs and corporate customers need them to be ready. It's not up to us, airline, to I would say, um, we can only influence. Huh? We we don't have co- contractual relationship with the self booking tools, uh, but uh, yeah, we, we strongly advise uh, um, all the stakeholders, corporate customers, TMCs to, to work on uh, those online processes. It needs to be ready as well.
0: Yeah. And it's so funny you're anticipating my questions because the the next one certainly was about the self booking tools and the online booking tools. Um, I don't see too many booking tools in the market that are ready for NBC. There are some um, there are some that are on the smaller side, um, but certainly the um, the big players. Um, have not been uh, well, they haven't shown us uh, the product yet. Um, do you see good progress in the self-booking tool market? Do you think that that will happen in 2021? I think
1: that the the landscape in Europe for the, the, the various self-booking tools is a bit different than in the US where indeed mm. concurrence is very dominant. Yeah. Uh, so it's a I think it's more favorable in Europe than uh, in the US and we have more European uh, SPTs that are ready and that are working on it. But you're right, it's a work in progress um, and there will be a competition amongst them. And uh, In the end uh, uh, I think they have no choice but to be ready and the one that will be ready first will win. So <laughs> the one that did not invest, they have to catch up, they have to hurry up Uh, Otherwise, uh, they will face their uh, customers saying, You're not ready, then I cannot get uh, uh, the corporate bundles that uh, airlines want to uh, uh, promise me, and that's not good. What are you doing? Uh, I think they are experiencing already that kind of pressure, which is good. you know, it's 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 always a matter of um, getting some of them ready, and then the rest will, will follow.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking about sort of being aggressive with timelines and uh, and that that idea, um, I think Air France KLM Amadeus uh, has some technology foundations that also need to be ready in order to uh, roll out, and is that. I understood that that was uh, targeted for Q1 2021. Is that still the expected time frame?
1: So we are already ready with uh, bookings, council refunds. So a, a big part, but I would say the foundation is there, uh, is working. We will have pilots soon, and uh, the rest of the roadmap will will follow. Definitely, the year 2021 is is the NDC year for. Um, France Calem with uh, So yeah, Amaleus um, uh, uh, also has has to catch up in a way. Huh? We we are connected to other aggregators since already a long time. We have mm-hmm. NDC sales with those aggregators, sure. uh, and uh, uh, bit in the same ways as as for the SBT. Um, uh, the GDS have to uh, to invest, to catch up, to work, to integrate our APIs, our functionalities, and this is what Amadeus is doing. So yes, we, we are very confident that uh, uh, it will be it will be ready soon, and uh, we will uh, roll out uh, and uh, implement uh, with them.
0: Great. Um, I think one of the last questions that I wanted to ask you, Emmanuel, was um, about that aggressive stance that uh, from the timeline perspective and from a um, sort of comprehensive transformation to NDC that, that uh, Air France KLM is taking, um, to me, that's, it's such a huge commitment to the NDC model and really signals that the airline may consider NDC as key to recovery after COVID-19 is that the case? Is it key to your recovery plan?
1: Yes, uh, I think fitting to your customer need is key. Uh, all the more when you are in a pandemic, uh, when you need to, uh, uh, to get your customers back in the plane uh, and to fit with their needs. So indeed for, for me, it's a, it's a key element. Uh, together with other elements of course but uh, it's it's very important uh for sure uh you know we we will uh we we have already introduced uh last year uh many uh, offer innovation and we will go on with that so we we have continuous pricing so offering better prices for the customer uh we have we will have dynamic bundles uh, uh dynamic pricing for paid options all that kind of uh, price, product innovation, and yeah, we feel that this is key. Uh, all the more than we are in this situation where you need to, yeah, to uh, uh, give uh, even more reasons to fly.
0: Yes, and that was um, that was actually the very last question I was going to ask, and maybe maybe you would be willing to elaborate a little bit more on this, but. How COVID nineteen has changed how airlines need to think about NDC in terms of tailoring those offers. Why it might be more critical now than ever. Um, and is there, you know, is there any um, with health passports and um, individual, you know, health situations? Is there any crossover with NDC and being able to tailor offers to that particular person?
1: Yeah, I think building the offer is, is indeed, uh, I would say, more on the marketing side. It's up mm-hmm. to our marketing teams, uh, revenue management, pricing revenue management yep. team yep. To, to work on it. But indeed, distribution is um, helping in uh, making the distribution possible. Uh, and uh, customizing the, 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 the offers. So it, it goes along, indeed. Uh, I think it's a, it's a joint effort uh, and it will definitely help uh, in 2021 and beyond. I think it's a, an asset for the airlines that are already there. And I, I assume uh, in the end, uh, all airlines will have to go that path.
0: Very good. Well, Emmanuel, I want to thank you so much for joining today. And I hope that we can keep this conversation going because clearly there's going to be more to say as 2021 progresses.
1: It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank Thank you you so
0: much, Elizabeth. All right. That's it for today's episode. And uh, travel smart and stay well, everyone. Thank you so much again. Bye bye. Hey, everybody. This is Beth West. Thank you again for listening to BTN's new podcast, The Biz at BTN. We're rolling out intriguing conversations every week or so with some of the best thinkers in the industry. You can always access them at businesstravelnews.com backslash podcast or wherever you access your podcast content. Thanks, and we'll catch up with you next time.